Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode 116. Today, I'm letting you guys ask me anything about email lists. That's right. I am talking all about my favorite nerdiest topic, email list building, and I am hopefully going to answer your biggest questions and really help you to understand how an email list can absolutely transform your business. Before we dive into this incredible show if I do say so myself, I want to ask you a favor. If you're tuning into this episode, would you just screenshot it and post it on social media so I can hear from you, I can see who's listening, and I can say, hey, because I love hearing from you guys. And guess what? I love to share the photos that you guys are sharing as you're tuning in. So just take a quick screenshot, post it up, and say, I am tuning into Gold Digger, and I, my friends, will wave right back at you. So let's dive on into today's Ask Jenna Any and we are going to talk all about email marketing. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. You keep hearing that there's money in the list, and you see that email marketing isn't going anywhere. In fact, it's part of running a small business that you've got to hack. But what on earth do you say to these people without spamming them? And how do you even get someone onto your list besides your mom? I've been there, done that. Three years ago, I had zero people on my email list. Fast forward, and now I pop into tens of thousands of inboxes each and every single week with encouraging pep talks to love on my tribe. Plus, those few weeks out of the year that I do have something to sell, I am just one 
one send button away from letting them know what my offer is without worrying about those pesky algorithms tripping up my message delivery. If you want to learn how I did it, grab a free seat to my new workshop, What to Say, When to Say It, the how-to guide to email lists. Just head to growanemaillist.com. I'll be hanging out and teaching you all of the ways of the email list building world. Again, go to growanemaillist.com. I cannot wait to teach you everything I know. Hey, gold diggers, Ashton Anything episodes are back and better than ever. We are fielding all of your questions on one topic, and then I'm spending the show answering your biggest cues with my best A's. It sounded better when I wrote it down, but let's be honest. Let's roll with it. I love asking you guys what things you have questions on. It totally helps me to create episodes that are filled with content that are really going to guide you. And my goal is to put out the best free content twice a week. And I think that this is such a fun way to do it. I am letting you call all the shots and I'm fully covering the nitty gritty details, but it's in a way more focused and topic specific way. So are you you guys excited, just like I am, to talk about email lists. Now, let me be honest, email list building is one of my nerdiest passions. In fact, it is the number one regret as a business owner because I didn't start my email list until a few years into my entrepreneurial journey. Man, do I regret that. I have talked a lot about email list building on the show. I've walked you through some of the tools, how to get started, all of that. So you can always look to past episodes. But today I want to take an opportunity to answer some of your questions because I think that if we're really being honest, email list building is this elusive thing that we feel guilty about because we know we should be doing it, but we don't really understand how to do it or why it matters. Now, over the last year, I've grown my email list by over 100,000 subscribers, over 100,000, yes, in one year because I am totally focused on it. In fact, it is the number one focus of my business because there is so much power in an email list. And I'm going to walk you through some questions that might just help you understand why I think this is so incredibly important. And hopefully this will inspire you to get started or to keep moving in your pursuit. So we have gotten so many questions from you guys. I love to ask questions in the Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Facebook group. So if you are not a part of that community, head to golddiggerpodcast.com, request to join. I would love to hang out with you and you could get your question answered on the show. So if you're wondering, how do you get people to sign up for your list? What the heck do I say to them once they are on there? Or maybe just the fears of technology and staying consistent are keeping you from implementing an email marketing strategy, this episode is created with you in mind, friends. So let's jump into your questions. Elizabeth says, I honestly haven't been a fan of email marketing. I noticed much more interaction with my private Facebook groups and I struggled with getting people to sign up for my list. I don't want to hassle people for their email address when they would freely rather join a private Facebook group. So I recently did an episode all about Facebook groups, but here's what I want to remind you guys about. You do not own your audiences on apps. You don't own your Instagram followers. You don't own your Facebook followers. In fact, to bank on using those platforms to communicate with people, that is risky business. I cannot stress that enough. 
what happens is that Facebook can implement changes at any time. So does the algorithm ring a bell for any of you guys on Instagram who feel like you cannot reach people anymore? So if you are focusing on building an audience on someone else's platform, then you are putting your hope and your faith and your profits in someone else's pocket. And trust me, that is terrifying to me. So what is so awesome is if you're already creating and fostering these communities, I have a ton of Facebook groups that I absolutely adore then you should be trying to get people off of the app and onto your list where you have more control. You have more control of the content you're sending out. You have more control of their experience. You have more control of the fact if they're actually going to see what you're sharing. Now, I have heard rumors, I'm not 100% sure on this, that Facebook groups are soon going to be hit just like Facebook fan pages were where you've got to pay to play. And so, like I said, I'm not taking any risks. I am working on building an audience that I own. And so I know that it feels like you might get more traction in Facebook groups and you can still share a lot of awesome content on Facebook, but your biggest goal, Elizabeth, should be to get people off of Facebook and onto your list. And it's not a hassle. You don't hassle people for their email address if you're giving out content that they want, that they value, and that they're excited to exchange their email address for. And so when I see people with these monstrous social media followings, people that are putting so much time and energy into things like Instagram and Facebook, I want to challenge them because one change in the app could absolutely impact their future. What what would happen if they got hacked and they lost their account? If you're putting everything into one item, one platform that you don't have control over, ooh, it just like gives me the heebie-jeebies, the chills, because I want to be in control. I'm a control freak, if you don't know. But also, you can serve people so much better through your email list. And we'll talk about that throughout this episode. So I hope that that makes sense, Elizabeth. I hope that that drives it home, that the end goal should be an email list because you have control over that. And I have seen people get kicked out or lose access to their accounts. And all of a sudden, they're trying to figure out how they can reach all of these fans and followers that they had worked so hard to get. And I would hate to see something like that ever happen to you. Another fear that I want to touch on came from Kelly, and she wasn't alone. So many people have had similar fears. Kelly says, I am scared of the tech side of email list building, which provider to use, how to set up sequences, making sure it's all connected properly. I get you, girl. I do not consider myself the most tech-savvy human beings. If there was like an email list building for dummies, I probably would have purchased it a few years ago. So when it comes to starting for email marketing, you cannot let the tech cloud hang over your head so much so that you're not taking action because just about anyone can take action. And I am a huge fan of the free or the low cost offers that you can jump into to just get your feet wet. So those anyone can do, trust me. My husband Drew started and he used MailChimp and he had zero experience in list building and he uses it every single week by himself. I also used Mad Mimi when I was getting started. I really liked that one because one, it's really easy to use, but two, it really fits into most marketing budgets. So the price you're paying is so low in order to get in touch with the right people. And so 
I just think one or the other, do not let tech get over your head. It is so easy. If Drew can do it, if I can do it, so can you. I would probably start, if I were to start over again today with MailChimp, just because they have hundreds of how-to articles and help documents, and it walks you through everything you would possibly need to know in order to get it off the ground. And I think for most, the hardest step is just getting started and having the confidence that you can figure it out. And so What's beautiful is a lot of times you don't even have to pay to get started. And once your email list grows, that's when you start to pay. And so you can really get going today and the tech stuff is not as scary. It's one of those things in your life where you're thinking and dreading it way more than it is a reality. You know, like when you're like, I really don't want to go grocery shopping and it sits on your to-do list until your fridge is empty. And then you go and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I promise that's exactly how email list building is. And I also really do hate grocery shopping. Melanie T says, I would love some of your insight into building relationships via email once they are on your list. Awesome. So Melanie is at a place where she has a list and she's growing it, but now she wants to know how can you build relationships? So what does it look like once somebody is on your email list? How can you make them feel special, feel exclusive? So number one, I always love to treat people like VIP insiders. So anyone that's on my email list, they get to the first to know. They are the first to receive offerings and discounts. We do exclusive offers within my email list. So people that are on it, they're getting content that no one else is getting. You wouldn't be able to get it just from following me on social media. Whenever we put together something new, these are the first people. They're the people that get to test out my products. And they're the first ones to know what what's coming up. And so my first piece of advice is treat them like VIPs. Make sure that you are giving them an exclusive relationship in the sense of, yes, I recognize that you opted in and you're giving me space in your inbox. So I'm going to make sure that I am giving you the best content. Number two, when you write an email, I want for you to write as though you are having a conversation with a friend. So something that I see that happens a lot, I was actually just having a conversation about this with Drew, is that when we're not selling something, we are so confident. This goes on social media too. Like we're so confident, we can kind of put our heart on the line, we can communicate so much better because we don't feel spammy or salesy. But the second we go to sell something, we all clam up and go back to like PR school where it's like, hello, sir and madam, please enjoy an exclusive 30% off. Like we don't talk like that, right? And so When you serve your email list building audience, one thing that is so special about it that does not transfer over to any other medium is that you are writing to people that opted in. So they said, yes, I want more news, more info, more insider stuff. And so you can write to them in a far more intimate way. So instead of screaming into the void like we do on social media where we're just trying to make the most noise and gain traction, your email list can totally show up like a whisper. It can be like, hey, I know that you need help on this or I know that you're interested in this or I know that you're wondering about this. Here's how I can help you. And so when you write an email, write like you're writing to one person, not this giant group of people, no matter if your email list is one or 300 or 300,000, whatever that is, write like you're writing to one person and that person is a friend and you are showing up in a way of serving them. 
And then number three is always serve in a way that's going to build that no like trust factor well before you ever ask anything of them. So we spend over nine months out of the year just focused on providing free content that is extremely valuable before I ever go to sell anything. So I make it a part of my content creation strategy. We are serving, 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 serving times nine months out of the year. And then we go to sell three months out of the year. And the truth is, is that by the time we go to sell, we know so clearly if people are either interested or they're not. And it helps us to sell in a way that is reaching the right people without rubbing the other people the wrong way. And so one of the best things that you can do in terms of building a relationship is just show up in service well before you ever have anything to sell. And I think what I see happen so often is that people build their email list and then they don't touch base with these people at all until, oh crap, we have a sale coming up. Now we got to pitch it. And so that's what I would recommend avoiding. Okay. Matchstick Wax on Instagram says, you say it's all in the list all the time and I love you for it, but what does a product business offer in exchange for someone's email instead of a coupon code? You talk about freebies and I love that idea, but do us makers have anything to offer when it comes to freebies? Absolutely. So first things first, I also run a shop and while it's a digital shop, we do sell physical products and why, I guess my first question would be, what do you have against offering a coupon code to get people into your email list? Because I think that's a really easy and beautiful way to do it. You look at some of these big brands out there like Crate and Barrel and J. Crew and Madewell and all of those companies. What's the first thing that happens when you hop onto their shop? You get asked like, do you want to save 10% or save $10 or whatever? And of course you do, because if you're going to buy something, I mean, who doesn't want to save? I'm like that girl who scours the discount racks because I love a good deal. So that would be my first place and the most obvious place to get people to opt in. And what's so beautiful about that is you're also creating this partnership, this feeling like they're in this group, they're getting this all access pass, they're saving money, so they're already having a better experience with you. But I also want to brainstorm some freebie ideas to maybe get your wheels turning. So a freebie certainly doesn't have to be a PDF download or coupon code, though both are great options. It could also be a worksheet, a customizable guide or template a video on some subject, a sample of a book, a calendar download. You could repurpose some blog content. You could do an audio training. You could talk more about the story behind your brand. You could do a product roundup, stock images, a screensaver, a background for a desktop. You could do a giveaway. You could do free shipping or pre-sales to a specific offer. You could access a private Q&A session or a blueprint towards a result. You could do a time-saving cheat sheet, a quiz with a result provided, a free report, a challenge, a video series, a fascinating case study, an inspiring quote of the day. I mean, you could do so many things. And so I want for you to really think and ask yourself, like, what do I have to offer? Because I'm not asking you to give away a product, right? Like if you sell physical products, you do not have to give something else away. I think the most obvious thing would be to do a discount code, but I think there are so many other pieces that you could do that could help somebody visualize your products in their lives 
or show them how your products could change your lives. Or, I mean, you could do so many different things. I just gave you a million ideas. So when I plan out my content in advance, I want to make sure that I can create awesome blog posts that can start the conversation on a topic. And we make sure that we use really captivating headlines that are going to pique the interest of the intended audience. And then what I do is I make sure to pack the blog with great content while making sure that that content is direct and short and simple. And basically what we do is that we'll offer an additional upgrade, a content upgrade, a freebie, whatever that is within that post for people that want to take a step further or learn more about the subject. And that helps transition the right people from free awesome content to subscribed content easily. And it also makes sure that they're genuinely interested. Like I don't want to be landing in inboxes of people who don't care. So if you're wondering like, how can I make this work for a product shop? Think about like if you're writing a blog post, if you have a blog, think of how you could create some sort of accompanying opt-in that would get the reader to take action in order to learn more. And I think that the main thing to remember about growing an email list is that your job is to make their life easier or simpler or just add joy to their lives. And so whether that be through coupon code, which is something that I do on my shop, or through some sort of freebie or free start or something to inspire them. I think that could be some great solutions for you. Stacy said, Jenna, oh, how I love you. And I get so much from your blog and podcast as a new blogger and hopefully future girl boss. Currently, I'm struggling what to know what kind of free content to give people who sign up for my email list. I'm a Christian blogger. So would something like a mini devotional be okay? I think that is an awesome idea, Stacy. Anything that can get people to start to understand your brand, to start to understand your voice is awesome. And ongoing trainings or landing in people's inboxes with inspiration that is dripped over time is a really great value and can do very well as a freebie. So a lot of my friends who sell books or who have written books, they'll give away one chapter of their book as an ebook, and that's their opt-in. And guess what? The people that are opting in to get that one chapter, they are way more likely to purchase the full book when it comes out. And so you want to be thinking, Stacey, like what is down the line? What do I want to sell or what am I hoping to grow? And how can I start to grow that audience now by giving away some free content? So for example, my husband, Drew, he runs the Kutcher Method, which is his online coaching and health programming. And so before he ever started his business, before it ever had a name or a website, we created some freebies because we wanted to see, first off, what are people interested in? But second off, are people going to be willing and able to jump in on his trainings? And so we created two freebies. So one of them was a meal prep guide. So our exact grocery list and how we prep for each week. And then the second one was five at-home workouts that were all 10 minutes or less that you could do without any equipment. And so he started sharing these on Instagram and on Facebook and his list by the time he went to launch his business was over 2,500 people. And that was just in a few months. And the thing that really helped us was we saw that people were far more interested in the meal planning and the meal prep than they were in the at-home workouts. And so it helped us to write the copy for his site, to understand what people really were interested in and needing help with. And so Stacy, wherever you are at today, 
as you're getting started, as you're getting your blog off the ground, I challenge you to think about like what could be down the road. It doesn't have to be set in stone or solidified, but an email list can be an incredible way to gain an audience that says, I want more info, but also to kind of see like where are people being drawn to. Shannon says, I know you're supposed to use freebies as a way to get people to sign up, but as a wedding planner and a birth photographer, I feel like anything I would give out are my secrets, and I'm not sure how to get people interested in what I have to say in an email. So first things first, Shannon, we have to talk about who you are serving. You are not serving your peers. You are serving your future clients. And so you have to focus on speaking to and offering content for the people who are actually paying the bills. What it sounds like and what you believe are your secrets, and for the record, I don't believe anything is a secret anymore, but what you believe are your secrets, you're thinking of sharing peer-to-peer, which isn't the case of growing an email list. But I can think right off the bat, as a wedding planner and a birth photographer, you could do so many different opt-ins. Like, why you might want to consider a birth photographer for your child's birth or five reasons to hire a birth photographer when you go into labor, whatever that looks like, 10 mistakes all wedding couples make when they don't hire a planner or, you know, the five most common questions I get asked as a wedding planner, whatever those things look like, those were literally off the top of my head. So they could definitely be refined, but you want to create content, not for your peers, but for your potential clients. And so what kind of education is necessary? I photographed births before. It was one of my favorite things I've ever done on planet earth, but people don't understand birth photography. They have to see it. They have to think about it. They have to understand the importance of it. So it's your job to educate people before they get pregnant or while they're pregnant about the importance of your services. And you can do that so easily by creating freebies and free content that will help them to make a decision if that is something they need, if you are the service provider that they maybe didn't even know they needed in the first place. Megan asked, how do you decide what content to share on your blog versus in your email list or social media? Or is it all the same content? I'm not sure if I should post to my blog, then share that post in my email list and on social media, or if I should serve my email list first before my blog with different content. Oh, this is getting spicy. I have chosen to serve my email list first in the past, but then I find that I have less content for my blog and Instagram. If I put it all out at the same time, I don't want my followers to feel like I'm being redundant and wasting their time. It feels a little overwhelming to come up with this much content. Okay, I need to take a break after that one. Great question, Megan. So my advice would be to first think through what types of audiences follow you on each channel and are they different? So for me, my Instagram audience is very different than my Facebook audience is different than my blog audience is different than my email list building audience. But guess what? What you can do is create one piece of content. And when you are creating it, and I share this in my hacks for content creation episode, you want to split off and create content that serves as the means to your end. So what do I mean by that? 
what is your number one focus? Is it in growing your email list or is it driving traffic to your blog? What does that look like? And then how can Facebook and Instagram play supporting roles in that goal? And so for me, if we're publishing a blog, maybe I'm not going to share the exact same post on Instagram that I'm pushing on Facebook, but maybe I'll talk about it in my Instagram stories. Or maybe when I send out a recap of the week to my email list, I just include a link to that blog post for people that might have missed it. Now, what's so important here is that we cannot believe the lie that everyone is seeing every piece of content that we're putting out there. Because I can tell you right now, a very small percentage of your followers are actually seeing your posts. And so I would worry less about being redundant and worry more about supporting that bigger goal. So for me, our biggest goal is to grow my email list. It's bigger than what I I want to grow it bigger than Instagram. I want to grow it bigger than everything. It is my number one focus. And so when I look at how do I want to serve this, I want to make sure that people that are on my email list are getting the best content. They are in the know. They know what's going on. They are the first people to get that. But at the same point, if I'm creating awesome blog content that's going to help my email list, you better believe I'm going to share that with them. And so the focus should not be on creating all of this unique content that's going to serve all of your audiences, but creating content that is going to make sense for your end goal and then figuring out how to share that in a way so that it doesn't just die. Because what happens is people write this epic blog post, they share it once on Facebook, they share it once on Instagram, and then it's done. They never go back. They never reshare it. They're not creating content with a focus on it being evergreen in the sense that it can continue serving people long after they've shared it. And so When we look at our content creation, we are always saying, okay, how are we going to share this on Instagram and Facebook? But our big focuses are getting traffic onto our blog and then supporting that traffic by having an extra invitation to get people on to our email list. So for me on Instagram, my people are looking for inspiration. Facebook is typically where my photography clients hang out. So I share more of my wedding photography there. My blog serves as an educational and how-to place for entrepreneurs. And my email, sometimes I just do a roundup of highlights from the week's content because let's be honest, a majority of my audience probably never even saw it on the different platforms. But it's also this place where I can have these encouraging love letters to my audience that is not publicly posted anywhere. So one of the biggest misconceptions about having an email list, Megan, is that it's going to take more work. But in truth, I think that it just takes smarter work so that you're not constantly creating all of this new content, but you're just figuring out how to share it in a way that supports your biggest goal. Ruth said, I need an email list good. But thinking through a welcome email and a nurture sequence is what has me stuck. So let's first just define what that is. If you're listening and you're like, I have no clue what a nurture sequence is. Basically, a nurture sequence is what people get as soon as they opt in for something. So it's a sequence, kind of like a welcome sequence so that people understand who you are, what you're going to be sending them, and kind of understand the overall brand that you are running. So here's what I think about. When someone arrives at my website for the first time, it's kind of like someone I've just been introduced to at a party. So when they click to sign up for my newsletter, it's like they are saying, I'm interested. 
I want to talk. Let's have a conversation. And they want to know more about what I do. So when writing a welcome email or some sort of sequence, I want for you to think about what you want that person to feel once they've signed up for your newsletter. So what happens next? Do they get a cold like, click here to confirm your email subscription that's auto-generated or does nothing happen at all until a few months from now when you eventually get around to sending out a newsletter? So I think what's so awesome is you can write a very simple sequence, a welcome sequence. And I think that it is one of the most important things you can do from a strategy standpoint because it's leading off with this first impression at a time when your email subscriber is interested in hearing from you the most. So think about this new person who is choosing to hear more from you. How can you introduce yourself and your business and set expectations and identify the next steps for them to dig a little deeper? And then how can you lead them along the path from meeting you to becoming a paying client? And this is not something that I recommend doing in the nurture sequence, but I want for you to kind of think of what does this picture look like for this person? They're saying, yes, I'm interested. Then you're going to pop into their inbox and say like, hey, it's me. I am Jenna. And here's a little bit of my story. And then the next email is here's what you can expect to hear from me. I'm going to show up in your inbox once, maybe twice a week and share the latest content, the latest freebies that are going to help serve you wherever you're at. And you want to get to know them. So another awesome thing that you could put in there would be maybe a poll so that you can understand what they need from you the most, but don't overcomplicate anything. You could write this welcome sequence in an hour, two hours tops, and just really think of it as an introduction and leading off that first impression in a way that makes you proud and makes them excited to hear from you again. Donna said, I struggle with getting people to sign up without seeming obnoxious or too pushy without begging for it. Nowadays, people are so turned off by you asking for their email until they've booked you. And even then, I've had requests for communication purposes only. How do I set my emails apart? And more so, what is the right way to grow your email list? So first off, guys, if you have a pop-up anywhere, I don't care where it is, that says join my newsletter, can we just get rid of that right now? Because nobody's going to join your newsletter. You have to offer something that makes people want to opt in because we all have booming inboxes. The last thing we want is more email, especially when somebody calls it a newsletter. It's like, I don't even want to see a newsletter from my own mom. I'm sorry, mom. I know what you're doing every day. So when you think about it from that way, you have to change the way that you're looking at this. So first, you don't have to beg anyone to join. If someone's not interested in signing up, that is totally okay. They are not your dream person anyways. And you don't need every single person to sign up for your list. You would rather have the right people. I would rather have 100 true fans than 10,000 people who could care less about what I'm sending out. And so you have to shift your focus from selling to focus on serving them by providing clear, high-value content. So instead of begging people to sign up, give them something that they need. We just tested out, I created a free resource of the five apps that I use on Instagram every day. And we had over 10,000 people sign up in the first weekend because it's free content. People want it. They want to know it's good content put together, zero pitches involved. And so when you look at it that way, you want to make sure that you are serving people with tools that are going to help them 
And you'll never have to beg again because those people are going to see the value in that and they're not going to hesitate to exchange your email address so that they can get hold of that content. All right, we are on to the last question. Where is time going, you guys? Julia said, it is so hard when it seems like there are so many lead magnets and freebies out there. How do you differentiate yourself from the crowd without paying thousands of dollars for ads? So I know that it probably feels like there are a million people doing what you do, but you have to look at your audience because they're probably not following the people that you are so that you might be the only person that they know of that is an expert in that area. So the other night, Drew and I were hanging out in bed. We were getting ready to fall asleep and we were talking about email lists. Super passionate, right? We are keeping the passion alive. And Drew was saying, there are so many fitness professionals out there. Literally, there are thousands of people. There is nothing that I can do that is different. And I looked at him and I said, babe, I don't follow any fitness professionals. In fact, you could be the only one dropping truth at me if you were actually giving away tips that helped the average person. So many people end up trying to speak to their peers. Guess what? Your peers are not paying the bills. So you have to remember what the hard things were that you went through or the things that you wish there were solutions for, the things that your clients are always asking you about or wondering about, the things that are going to keep people from making purchasing decisions. There is so much. And so if you ever need a reminder that you are probably following way more of your peers than anyone else on planet earth, just grab someone else's phone and look at their Instagram. And it's going to remind you that you are likely an expert to many people in your life and you need to acknowledge that and you need to rest in that and you need to celebrate that. And so there are a million different Instagram guides out there, but guess what? None of us are hurting because we're all speaking so clearly into our audience's needs that we are all being successful. So you have to ask yourself, like, what are my clients struggling with? What is a problem that they wish they could fix? What is something that I can serve them with so that I can make their life easier or better or more enjoyable. And do not let the fact that there are other people doing something similar discourage you. Fire it up and make it your own. Let that just encourage you that people are probably finding success in doing that. And then challenge yourself to make something unique, something irresistible, something that people are excited to have their hands on. So there you have it, guys. Um, The top 10 questions I get asked about email list building. I know that it is one of those things that is not sexy. Trust me. I get it. It is way more fun to try to build your Instagram following because people can see that little number under your name. But let me tell you guys, there is nothing that drives results more in my business than my email list. And I can tell you, like I said, it was the number one mistake I made by not starting earlier. And so I hope that this just inspires you and encourages you to get started on list building and to get fired up at what your potential could be when you invest in an email list. Not only do you have to stop screaming to the masses, but you're able to whisper to the right audience and share this VIP status with the people that are most interested in hearing about what you have have to offer. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And hey, I would love to see you grow that list of yours. 
Let me guess. You are super focused on social media. In fact, you've never really even considered why an email list would matter. Well, hopefully after today's show, I've got you thinking a little bit differently. Because here's the thing. Email marketing is 10 times more effective than social media marketing. And let's be honest, we are all building our businesses on borrowed land when we're focusing strictly on social. So let's take ownership of our dreams and our businesses. And I want to invite you to do just that by attending my free training at growanemaillist.com. I'm going to walk you through the how-to guide to email list, tell you what to say and when to say it. Again, save your seat, show up, I'll be there. Head to growanemaillist.com and I will see you guys in the email list building training. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher. If you love today's show and you want to be an awesome human, leave us a review on iTunes or screenshot you tuning in and post it for a chance to be featured on our next episode. That's the easiest way to pass along some warm fuzzies to the team that makes this show happen each week. Until next time, keep on digging those goals and redefining success.